0: Om sahana bhavatu sahana bhunaktu sahaviriyankarvavahai te jasvinavadhi tamastuma vidvishavahai om shanthishyan tishyan tehi Om purna madh purna midham purnasya purna maada ya purnameva Om Shanti, Shanti, Shanti. Om Apyayantumamangani Vāk rāṇas cakṣu śrūt rāmatu balamindriyānica sarvāṇi. Sarvam brahmau paniṣadam māham brahmani rākuhiyām. Māmā brahmani anirākarṇam astva nirākarṇam me astu. Tadātmani nirate yaupani shatsu dharmas te mai santu, te mai santu. Om shānti 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 shruti smṛti ālayam karunālayam, namāmi bhagavat Shankaram loka shankaram shankaram shankaracharyam keshavam badarayanam sutra bhashya kruta vande bhagavanta puna punaha ishvaro guru rat medi murti vedavivagine yuvam avyaptadehaaya dakshinam uttayai namaha om ite laksharamudgitam upaasita om Page 892. Sampadhyaya Avirbhavaha Svena Sampadya avirbhavah, Sampadhyaya Avirbhavaha Yume Eishaha Sampasadaha Asma Shari Raj Sanuthaya param jyoti upasampadya eva meva, esaha samprasadaha, where the word samprasadaha means a jivaatma, asmaat sharirasa samuthaya, arising from this body, meaning becoming free from the identification of the body, with the atmanatma veka, with the discrimination of the self from the non-self, <coughs> That's first step. jyoti upasampadya, Having reached the Paramjyotihi, the Supreme Light, that is consciousness, as one's own self, having reached that jyoti, the Supreme Consciousness or Light as one's own self, Svedarupena Abhinishpadyadayati He then abides in his own self. This is what the Shruti says. So these are the words of the Shruti. (coughs) Tattrasham samshaya Kim devalokadi ubhogasthane shruiva adan to kenya kenya chit Aoswit Atma Atmatraneti. The question is, Kim Devaloka, the Uphahogasthane Shiva? Uphahogasthane Shiva. These realms of enjoyment, such as Devaloka, such as heaven, all the way up to Brahma Loka, in all those different sthanas. At that time, he abides in 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 a, in a in his nature, which is different from, you know, Sagantuka. So when you go to heaven, then you have Upadi, which is compatible to the enjoyment of pleasures in heaven. When you go to brahma Loka, you know Upadhi, which is comparable to enjoyment of pleasures in brahma Loka. So, similarly also, does he abide in a nature, which is Agantuka. I mean, if just did not exist when he was on the earth, and now he gets that Upadhi, some divine, you know, body, etc., when he goes to heaven, which is agantuka, which is something which is incidental to that realm. It is impermanent also, because when it comes, it goes also. So, kēnachit viśeśana does he abide in a state, which is different from his own nature? the svatma so then, when he recognizes the Supreme Consciousness as his own Self, does he then abide in his own true nature, or does he abide in a nature different from his? There's a question. Kim Tavat pratam Then we ask the Paksi, What is your opinion? What is your conclusion? agantuke abhinispatihi Sthan Tareshiva just as in different Sthana such as heaven etc. Kenichit Agantukena Vishesana Avinishpatisya. That he abides in Agantukena some incidental. Kyanichitrupana some rupa or form which is incidental, which is temporary, in which he abides. That is a situation when a person goes, a jiva goes into a realm such as heaven, etc. vimatam agantukam phalatvahat svargat idimatvahe tumah second thing. That moksha also is Aganduka. Moksha also is a phenomenon. meaning it's also a, a result of some phenomenon of gaining knowledge of one's own self and moksha occurs. Meaning moksha, or liberation, did not exist before the dawn of knowledge and when I come to know myself as consciousness, then I become liberated. So liberation also is an event which is a result of that knowledge. Therefore, is equivalent to karma phala. So, moksha-syabi phalatva-prasidde. What is phalam? Result is something that did not exist before, which came into being as a result of some events such as karma. Karma phala is a phala or the event that came into being as a result of karma. So, moksha can be called jnana phalam. Moksha also is an event that happens as a result of jnana knowledge. But it is an outcome anyway. So, karma phala is the outcome of karma. Moksha is the outcome of jnana. Both are outcome anyway. Outcome means phalam. Moksha chayabhi falatva prasidye. So second reason is this: Vimatam Agantukam Phalatvaas Swargavat Eri. this Swarga is also a result of karma phala. Karma, and so you reach Swarga and then you remain there as long as your karma phala lasts. So also moksha is like that, and therefore he abides in a nature other than himself when. This knowledge takes place. avi nishpadi shakdadapi prah abhutasya nishpatti siddhyadi But avi also says. So, avi can also mean attainment. So, avi nishpadya dhe pariyayatvat Avinishpati also is understood as putpati, as creation of something. Abhinishpadyate, he as though attains to his new nature. So three reasons are given. One is because they talk of upabhoga. Therefore, like Devada etc., he gets his upadhi different from his own. Moksha is fuller like therefore also, he gets an Upadhi different from himself. And Avinashpraty also seems to suggest an event happening, and therefore also, if it is an event, then there is a change or transformation, so he gets transformed into something else. So, whether this, the moksha involves a transformation or not, Formerly he was of one kind and now that he is liberated, he is transformed into something else. Is that what it is? Or not? So, Puro Paksha is that he gets transformed. That's called agandhuka. Something incidental, temporary, some event, something that happened. <coughs> also, fourth reason Sarvamatriyana Chet Avinishpati. So this way to see I think. Yeah. So we are on the page eight ninety two. The fourth line says Siddhan Devi Syat Avinishpati Opachary Gitiasanya. See in Siddhanta also Vedandan says Avinishpati Ovachary Gisyad. We say that Abhinishpatti or attainment is in a figurative sense, not in a primary sense, because Moksha is already in the existing uh, nature, in there where it is the attainment of what is already attained. So, question is, is it an attainment or not? For Purubhakshita, it is an attainment. For Jyadranti, it is Aupachariki, as though attainment. So, there were it's all all right for us. So then he says, Saru Matrena. Saru Matrena ce Abhinishpatti Purva Swabi Avasthasu Saru Anapayat Vibhav Veda Saru Matrena This is what you say. The Puru Pakshi says, so Vedandin, if you say that, Avinishpati is He abides only in his own self, there is no new attainment here. Avinishpati seems to convey the idea of attainment of something. But that attainment is only in a figurative sense, secondary sense, not in a primary sense. Vedanin says we say that it is the attainment of already attained. Like discovering something which you already possessed. So, you feel, like got it. So, even when you use the expression, I got it, I found it," it, is not in a primary sense, you did not get something which you did not have. You did not find something which you did not have. So, if this is so, if moksha is already an existing fact, then puruvasu avasthasu, then even before the dawn of knowledge, even when a person is, when you call ignorant, earlier also, when he was in this world, in this body, mind, sense complex also, the moksha is an existing fact. Sarva anapaya, and moksha is already existing, when it is your own nature, if liberation of freedom is your own nature, Then what's the difference? Anapa, Swarupa Anapayat. Swarupa is that which never gets destroyed. Apaya means dissolution or destruction. Agama Payanaha Anityaha. Agama coming. Apaya is going or getting destroyed. So Swarupa never goes away. Your true nature never deserts you. It never goes away from you. It never gets destroyed. So if moksha or liberation is swarupa, then it existed earlier also. In which case, where is the question of attainment? The were purvaswa bhasthasu vibhavveda. In that case, this abiding in your own nature should have been evident earlier also because you abide in your own nature because moksha is your nature and you always abide in your nature so you abide you, you abide in, in moksha earlier also so then what is what's what is happening now ukta anumanat avinishpati nigamayate ukta Vimatam agantukam paratvat svargavat hide anuanam. Avinishpatti shandacha and also why the word Avinishpati, which is what? Utpatti pariyahad. Pariyahad is a synonym of Utpatti or creation. Something else created which was not there. And, and moksha being also an event. At night there is a change or transformation. So Nigamayati, he concludes here, having given all the basis for his conclusion. Tasmat, so says Varsha. Tasmat visheshena ke nachita ite. Tasmat ke nachita visheshena Therefore, he Attain something as something which is different. Meaning that he arrives in now a nature which is different from his earlier nature, different from his own nature. He gets transformed. So idea is that what is moksha? Does a person undergo a transformation to become liberated? He says yes. If you are already liberated then what is to be attained? the fact that Avinishpat is there, Upanishad says, Abhinishpadyate, he attains, he becomes, he abides, means that there is some change, there is a transformation, and therefore, he abides in a transformed nature, which is an event, as a result of this phenomenon of knowledge, and in that, Upadhyay of nature, he enjoys the pleasures of Brahmaloka or whatever. So, for them, moksha is only attainment of Brahmaloka or some loka. With that idea, so says Ratnaprava in the third line Purupaksha moksha ssargaat avishesha. In Purupaksha, what is moksha? Attainment of a realm such as heaven or Brahmaloka. Not different. Siddhante visheshaiti. In Siddhanta, Moksha is something different from the heaven or Brahma Luga also. Or Moksha is the happiness that a liberated one enjoys is different from the happiness that even a person in Brahmaloka enjoys. Yavanatha Udapane Sarvatas Sampyototake, Tavan Sarvesh Vedeshu Brahmanasche Vijanatha. Sarvesh Vedasme Sarvas, so, Sarveshuk kar- kar- Karmas. In all karma, whatever one attains as of karma, one attains any number of times greater than in moksha. When the knowledge takes place Brahmana, in Brahma jnani. So, just as, the, when the river gets flooded, it includes, and much more than includes, all these Udapan, or all the little wells, and any other source of water that was there, in the dry, uh, you know, the, uh, what shall we say, the, the, uh, that dry bed of the river. How? When the river gets flooded, then everything is included in much more. And so also, for a Brahma it is the limitless happiness. So, Snut is Sarvan Kamansa Brahmana Na As Brahman, Brahman means as Brahman, which is omniscient of the nature of consciousness, kaaman kāmān sahasamashnute. He experiences all the pleasures simultaneously. So Siddhānti wants to say that moksha is quite different from swarga or brahmaloka also. Otherwise, if you say, yes, you are right, then that means that you are losing the ground. So, phalam. For the Siddhānti, what's a phalam? proving that moksha is something different from swarga or even brahma-loga. Swarga or brahma is what you attain, as a lot of rituals and meditations. This is different. Tatra moksha agantuka falatva swarga vaditi nyayopetaya nyayopetaya abhinishpati śrutya purupaksham already saw that. So two, one is nyaya, and that is the Abhinishpati Shruti. Says <coughs> again Ratna Prabhava, Sva-shabda-shruti-bādito-nyāyah. What is a nyāyah? Tatra-mokshah-āgantukah-falat-vāt-svargavat-disanyāyah. That moksha is an event, is a phenomenon. Sva-āgantukah, so, something is happening. Phalatvat, because it is the outcome of result, outcome of knowledge. Just as swarga is the outcome of karma, so so moksha is the outcome of knowledge. So agantuka, outcome is always agantuka, means it's come, it did not exist before. Phalatvat, sargavat, like swarga is agantuka, so so moksha is agantuka. This is Nyaya. So, sva ba- shabdhi sva shabdha shruti baadito nyaya This nyaya the reasoning that Purupakshi pakshi is presented in support of the argument is negated by, refuted by the use of the word sva on the part of the shwati. So, svena-rupena So, avinishpadhy is qualified by svena-rupena. So therefore, it is, then it is abidance, or it is Avirbhava. Avinishpati, Sutrakara says, Avirbhava, manifestation of what was. Avinishpati can generally mean the occurrence of something that did not exist. But in this particular case, Sve means what? It is the manifestation of one's own nature which always existed. There was Sva-shabda-shuddhi-bādito-nyāya-hah avinis pastisya vipraya Yes, in a way you may say that some kind of an event happens. There's saksatkar Just as from da you are the tenth man and this fellow realizes that I am the tenth man. So some realization happens. But that realization does not create something that did not exist. It brings to manifestation what existed. So, usually when you gain the knowledge of something, it is something that you did not have. Here on the other hand, this knowledge is of what is already there. Therefore, this knowledge of the nature of manifestation of what is. See, when you know something like pot or a cloth, etc., then, anadigatam, you know something that you did not know before. So, knowledge also is a phenomenon of recognizing something which did, did, so far you did not know. That's called Pramana, that's called the valid means of knowledge, which brings you to the knowledge of, a cognition of what you did not know as yet. What did not exist before? So moksha also is a lot of knowledge. That means that until now it was not there and now it is now it has come into being. So Vinishpathisha Sakshatkar vipra. here on the other hand, Sakshatkara is recognition of what is. See, people talk about experience and realization, sakshatkara, etc. Implying thereby an event of revealing something that is altogether different. Says, no, sakshatkara is the recognition of what is. Self always existed as Brahman but it is not recognized as such. Because of ignorance, because of adhyāsa, superimposition, the Self which always manifested itself as Brahman, not that Self has to become Brahman. Not that this knowledge makes Self as Brahman, no. When a knowledge takes place, the recognition takes place. You can say it is manifestation of what already was there and not realization of something that was not there. So, knowledge can be of two things, realization can be of two things. A part and a cloth, which is anagatam, meaning what? So, which is not, which was not there. Here it is what? It is in fact the recognition of what always wo- That is how you recognize it also. If the wise person recognizes Brahman as something that did not exist, and now I am Brahman, this is what he feels, that would not be the right knowledge. The right knowledge on the part of the wise person is, Oh, I always was Brahman. Not that now I become the tenth man. I always was tenth man. That's the realization of the tenth man. So, finding a tenth man is one thing. Finding a lost person is one thing. And realizing that I always was, even when I thought I was lost, is a different kind of a thing. So it is true. If you find the new well, lost person, then it is a vinishpati of one kind, where it is the gaining of something that you did not have, which is usually the case. But Vedanta then wants to point out that this is a unique case that. You may feel something is lost even when it is not lost. They say that when something is lost, it is lost. And when you discover, when you get it, you get what was lost. says, no, ignorance can create the notion of the loss even when it is not. So this is a unique thing about Vedanta. Of praptasya prapti. Nitya nivruttasya, nivrutti. Nitya praptasya, prapt. That's what Mahatma will say. It is attainment of always attain, And the removal of dukkha which is always removed. So Vedantin wants to point out this avinishpatti is different from avinishpatti of swarga, etc. So they think that avinishpatti means creating, attaining something which was not there, which is what avinishpatti means, that's svarga. says, no, Moksha is of a different nature. <coughs> Abhinishpat, Abhinishpatiśca sākṣātkār bhutte abhiprāyā. What does it mean? bandha janmani ki evaide. Banda Dhhamsa Janmane. Something is born. Abhirishpati means something is created. What is created? dvamsa destruction is created. About what? Bandha of the bondage. So bondage is destroyed. You may say that the destruction of bond is created. bondage is created. Bandha Dhamsa Janma. The birth or occurrence of the destruction of bondage. But then bondage was never there. Nitya nivruttasya nivruttihi. The bondage which never was there is now not there. He is not that I was bound so far and now I am liberated. Then of course it will be a phenomenon. So, pura arises from taking the bondage as real. And moksha also, liberation also is real. Vedanin says that both of them are only notions. That I am bound in the notion which is ruled by another notion that I am liberated. Therefore, bandha is also not there and mukti also is not. Sadame samatvam na muktirna bandha. Sadame samatvam. I am always the same. There is no mukti, no liberation, no banda no bondage. There is no bound one also, there is no liberated source. This is Vedanta Siddhanta. There is no destruction nor there is creation. World can be destroyed, provided it is created, it can be created, provided destroyed. It's not there to be created or destroyed. baddho, <makes> mukshu, If the baddha is there, then muksh- muk- mukta is there. There is no baddha, there is no bound person also, Therefore, there is no liberated one. Iptyesha <makes> paramatata. So this is Vedanta. So, this is where everybody is thrown off. Everybody else takes bondage also to be real, and liberation also is to be real. If liberation is real, it has to be something like Swargaloka. So, in all other theologies, we find that liberation is going to some realm, like paradise. Is the realm of Allah or realm of Father in Heaven? Somebody's realm is there. It's called paradise. So, there, in that case, moksha, liberation, has to be an, a dwelling in paradise. And naturally, you cannot go there with this body, therefore, you will have a special upadhi there, and special kind of experience there. And different people describe that experience differently. Somebody is saying, there is an eternal dinner with God. So That's an experience. That's how you describe liberation, eternal dinner with God. But Swami would say, dinner, eternal means what? You can't begin the dinner, because if it begins, then it will come to an end. So, He's not yet put the soup in His mouth, you know. The soup is only in the spoon. Put it in His mouth, the dinner begins. Begins when to come to an end. So, eternal and dinner, these words don't go together, you know. Anyway, for them, it's just, you know. So, because it's a different mindset, So, then it all works. In the minds of Vedanta, then it will not work. But minds of someone, for whom it's attainment of something unattained, reaching somewhere where you are not, where moksha is separated from you in time and place, and also in attribute. So, it is different time after death or after day of judgment different place, such as paradise, and different vishesha or attribute means you gain some different upadhi. So this is theory, then you can write thesis on this. You can create hundreds of books on this, but this is thesis. Then all kinds of logic, everything can be given. Our Swami says, you know, that look, if you want to justify duality, come to India. Because for Dvaita also, there is a whole structure of logic and everything they've arrived at, therefore it's not simply taken for granted. Christianity and Islam, there is Dvaita, okay. Why? Here you tell you, they'll tell you why there is Dvaita. If you want something more, we'll just Dvaita. Something more add Dvaita. So we have caught the justification of everything. But moment you have taken for granted that there is Dvaita, that I am different, Ishwara is different, then it can be only some kind of association with Ishwara. It can be Salokya. You know, you can be in the same, that's all the... Here they have different categories of Mukti, but there Salokya means what? Being in the same realm as that of Ishwara. Same is Swarga, same is Brahmaloka. Hrmaluk also, Brahmaji is there, Swarga Indra is there. But here, Bandha, Dvamsa, Janmani, Aupachariki. You feel that the bondage is gone. You feel that I am liberated. So the sense of loss was created by ignorance. And therefore, as though you gained your, you know, your necklace, you gain your bunch of keys. You discover the tenth man. So ki, We do use those kind of expressions, Hey, I got it. You say you got it, so you got it. It says no no ki. When I say got the bunch of key, he is not in a primary sense, it's only in a secondary sense. Because the sense of loss was created by ignorance. So, geva. so, when the Upanishad uses the word Aviniśpatthi, it is only Aviniśpatthi in secondary sense in terms of Janma. So, Aviniśpatthi is what? Utpatti Pariyāyatwāt. Avinishpati means Utpatti. So, there is Utpatti of what? Bandha, Dvamsa, Utpatti. There is a creation of the destruction of the bondage. In that sense, you can say some kind of utpatti is there in the secondary sense. There were matva siddhāntayati. So, this is how the interpretation of Vedāntina, siddhāntayati, evamati. Or mukte āgantvakattvam anudya What is Purupaksha? Mukti Agantuka. That liberation is, is an event. That is Purupaksha. Anudhya reiterating that Siddhanta Yeti, then Bhasya represents Siddhanta Evameti. Evam prapte brumaha. See, Evam prabte is anuvada. So, Mukti aga, mukte agantukatva anudya. Ivamprapte, for them, Mukti or moksha is agantuka If moksha also is an event, then there is a transformation in you, then naturally you now avoid in a nature different from yours. Ivamprapte, brumaha. Inasmuch as, this statement of Upanishad can lead to this kind of conclusion. The statement of Upanishad can lead someone to this conclusion that Mukti, liberation is Agantuka, meaning that it is something, it is an event. Therefore, Siddhanta so, is given. Then, Brumaha, then this is what we have to say. Who? The sutrakara says, this is what we have to say. Kevalena eva, ātmana avirbhavati, na dharma antarena, iti siddhānta, iti siddhānta. What is siddhānta? Kevalena eva, ātmana avirbhavati. Avirbhavati. One becomes manifest, Kevalena eva, ātmana, by nothing else. As one's own self only, there is a manifestation of one's nature. What is manifestation? The coming into being of what already existed. So what is vartamā vidyamanam becomes vartamānam. What existed becomes manifest. So kevalena eva Atmana merely as one's own self. That eva-kāra is there, you know. So, kevalena eva-atmana, ayur-bhauti, na dharma So, eva-meva-esha, samprasat, then also in eva-kara is there. So, kevalena eva-atmana, as one's only true self, and nothing other than that. Avinishpadyada means, ayur-bhauti. Avinishpadya here says, siddhante, should mean, ayur So, sampadya, it is the coming into manifestation of one's own nature and nothing else, nothing else comes to manifestation. The dharma not that the liberated one undergoes the transformation, attains some other attributes or other qualification and that is how he abides. That's not so. This is Jnaya Ukte Anumane Jivati Katham Anagantukattvam Uktehete Ukte Anumane we We told you this Anumana. Bhimatam Agantukam svargavat We already told you this Anumana. Now how do you make this statement? See, without even dismissing the Anumana we are making a statement. Ukte Anumane Jivati You are not yet disposed of that Anumana. Without refuting that inference or anumanam that is, how can you make a statement like this? So it says, Kutaha. <coughs> On what basis do you say? Without refuting our anumanam, how do you make this statement? <coughs> it says, Vishesana Shruti Badhyam Anumanam ityaha. Vishesha Shvetibadhyam. That the Avinishpati, or the attainment if you want to say, or rather the, uh, the birth if you want to say, it is svetarupayana. So mukti is born is what? So a svetarupayana means it is manifest. So manifestation also can be in a way say that it is born. The sun was covered by the clouds. Hey, now sun has come out, or something, something is shining, Some, you know, you may say. Sun was always shining, but it was obstructed from your vision. Your vision was obstructed by the clouds. The obstruction is gone, and the one that was shining alone becomes manifest. We can say that now sun sun is shining, you know, as though it was not shining before. So, visheshana shruti vadhyam anuanam. Because here, it is becoming one's own nature. Or, or being born in one's own nature. Avinishpatti. So, Vaishakara says, Svenarupena, Avinishpattyade, iti, svashamdhar, because Abhinishpadyate is all right. But Abhinishpadyate is qualified. As Sveana Rupena Abhinishpadyate. Had it been only Abhinishpadyate, then perhaps your interpretation will be all right. That he becomes something. But here it is what? Sveana Rupena Abhinishpadyate. He becomes his own self. Means what? His own self becomes manifest to him, hey, this is what I am, really? Oh, I am Brahman. Kya vasa, you know, so it is, I thought that I was Jiva, I am Brahman. So this is how Svetha Rupena avinishpadhyade. Because Svetha Rupena, therefore, the anuma, then there is no agantukattva. One's own nature is something that is always there, therefore, one's own nature cannot be a phenomenon or event. It cannot be happening, it can only be manifestation. So, Sve Ndrupena Sva Shabdata, because Upanishad uses the word Sva in defining or in describing Abhinishpadya. That was a different kind of Abhinishpadya, different kind of becoming, as one's own nature. <coughs> See so it again. Nanyana, param brahma, jodhi shabdhim upasampadya, sākshāt anuhoya, teneiva sveandurūpeena avirbhava, avasthānam edhi anangi kurvantam prati āha. So this is the one Siddhānta. Param brahma, jodhi shabdhim upasampadya. So param jodhi upasampadya. What is param Jyoti? Supreme light meaning param brahma. So, param brahma jodhi shabdhi utam Param Jyoti means param brahma. Upasampadya means what? Sakshat anubhoyah. So, we have to explain this passage. Upasampadya having reached, here, what is it? Sakshat anubhoyah. That directly, immediately, anubhoyah, experiencing or seeing oneself as param brahma, you can call it anubhoyah, because so far you did not see yourself that way. Now, see yourself, that you are limitless are Brahma. All limitations have are, are disappeared. Teneva Sveanurupena Avirbhava. So, already there was the Upasampattya, or reaching one's own self. So, Teneva Sveanurupena. It already has become his own self. As his own self, Avirbhava. Avasthanam. So, Avirbha. Avasthanam. Savi so, is, Avirbhavaha becomes, manifest, his own self. So, avasthana means what? One's so abiding in one's own nature. Not as becoming, transforming to something else, abiding in one's own nature. It is the anangi kurvantam, the one who does not accept this. Then, shows here, what is a duṣanam? If you don't accept our position then, what kind of dushanam or what kind of defect is involved in your position, that we to show how our position has this benefit and how your position has a disadvantage or a defect. So that is to be shown. So, says, swashabdenaiti visheshanam Anavakluptam syat. If, if, it is not manifestation as, it is not recognition of one's own nature, and not abiding in one's own nature, if this was not so, then, sva then one's own self, visheshanam anavakluptam syat, avakluptam proper, anavakluptam improper. Then, so qualifying the abidance in one's own nature, the svayana that qualification would have been inappropriate. If this was a phenomenon where the wise person got transformed into something else, then svayana the rupayana, that would have been inappropriate. inappropriate. Because there is no, one's in one's own nature one abides, then there is no transformation. Vitāntarīna shankade. But word sva also can be interpreted somewhat differently. So word sva also can be differently interpreted. So shankade. Therefore, that the word sva can mean different from what you say is what the Pura Pakshi says raises doubt. Nano-ive. Nano Atmi Avipraya Swashabdobhavishade. Yes, Swashabdaha, the word swar can also means Atmiya means Sviya. One's own. So swark and mean i It can also mean mine. Sva means oneself or it can mean one's own. So, means what? Sva means oneself or Sva means possessed by oneself. So that Sva also means wealth. He is possessed by oneself. Sva Swami Sambandataha, etc., you know. So wealth and wealthy, that kind of Sambandha. Anyway, so, sva also means ātmiya or sphere or one's own possess, what is possessed by oneself. So, why not the word sva means possessed by him? So, now he gets transformed into a new position, which he now possesses, new state which he possesses. Why not that way? Then, agnyāta jñāva sambhavadi ayogāt na so, when a statement, Pramana, can be, Ajñata when a word can be explained, as revealing something that you did not know, that would be, a better explanation of a word, than saying that, the word only reiterates what you already know. So, word, what is Anuvada? Anuvada is only restating what you already know. So, sometimes they say that agnir himasya bheshajam, that, what is the antidote of uh, cold? Fire. That everybody knows. So this is, this statement does not tell you anything new. It is agnada bhagam, meaning, it does not reveal something that you did not know, it only reiterates something that you know, it is called Anuvada. So if you interpret Svi or Atma or as possessed by a said it will become Anuvada. So, swa interpretation of swa as would amount to anuvada or reiteration. It would not reveal anything new. On the other hand, if you, if you interpret swa as oneself, it will reveal something new. In that case, that meaning of the word swa, where something new is revealed, would be preferred to the meaning of the word swa where it only reiterates it, reiterates what is already known. So, ajñāta jñāvakatve When a word can make you know something that you did not know, then to interpret that word as reiteration of something that you already know would be improper. So, that's called... Huh, that bhāshaka will say that. So, na iti. Na tasya avasani Says no. In that case, the word swa would not be a pramanam. Avachiniyattvat means what? Then it would not be meaningful. So then, avachiniyattvam sadhadeva, why is it not meaningful then? So, yena bhashyakara says, yena hi, kena chidru pena, avinishpadhyade, Atni yatva upapattehe Svenaiti Visheshanam anarthakam syat. Yena yena kena chidrupena evaya binishpadya Suppose he attains something which is in which is a transformed nature. He attains a nature which is something different from me himself, suppose. Then, the seva atmi that would be his anyway. Suppose I become a devata, you know. So now I abide in my nature as devata. That nature is mine anyway. Formerly I was a human being, having gone to heaven now. That is called moksha according to them. I become a devata. So this rupa, my nature as devata, is my, my nature anyway. You don't need to say, you abide in your nature, because I am, you know, nature that possessed by you. I possess that nature anyway. So, according to you, if a wise person also gets transformed into some other form, then, that transformed nature belongs to him anyway. You don't to say, this belongs to you. I know that it belongs to me. So when you say that, now you, now the nature of Devatā belongs to you, then you are telling me something that I already know. Well, I become Devatā, so nature of Devatā belongs to me anyway. So then if swam in sphere, then you are not telling me something new. On the other hand, you are abiding in your own nature. Understand that you are abiding in Brahman is your own nature. Then I realize that, oh, I I thought that I was Jīva, and now my Brahman is my nature. (laughs) There were sveenete visheshanam anarthakam So therefore the word sva means Svya atmiya, your own, possessed by you, would be meaningless because you already know it. Suppose you be, you go to heaven and become a devata and then you get that upadhi. You know that this is my upadhi. This is my uh, transformed nature. You know this is now, nah, hey, in nah, Swami, now this belongs to you. I know it. So, what I already know, you don't have to tell me. If you say it, it becomes Anuvaha. Meaning that, that does not convey anything new. Meaning that is meaningless. Because for Veda, it has to be Pramana means Jnana Jnana. Parapakshe visheshana anathakya muktva so pakshe tadartha So, parapakshe in puru the word sway, if it is interpreted as sphere, would become meaningless, not contributing anything new. On the other hand, if sway is interpreted as oneself, then artha how it becomes meaningful, that's what Bhashyakara says, Ātmā yati. Ātmā vachanatāyām tu kevale vata Atma rupena avi na agantukena apararupena pi ite Then sva would exclude something. What is it? Atma If the word sva means atma, means one's own self, to arthavat, then that word sva becomes meaningful. What does it become? What does it convey to you? that now wise person abides only as his own nature, he no more, you see, even when you go to become a devata, you abide in your own nature anyway, nature doesn't go away, it's the Jivatma. and then further you abide as a devata, you follow? When you go to, suppose moksha is heaven, in which case you are going to heaven, then you abide in your nature anyway, because you, your nature doesn't go away. You remain a jiva, But now you become a glorified jiva. So glory has come to you as a Devata, that is agantuka, you know. Therefore now you abide in two, two things. Your own nature as well as agantuka means as Devata. But Sve Naiva, what it says that, a wise person abides only is in nature. There is no agantukatwa. There is nothing new that is coming into him. Not that now he is himself, himself the jiva as well as devata. No, he is his own self. That is Brahman. So it excludes the possibility of agantukatwa. When the word swa is interpreted as oneself, then it excludes the possibility of any any transformation. Otherwise, then this body gets transformed, your nature remains jiva only. You follow? <laughs> so two things happen when you go to heaven. You remain in jiva anyway. And secondly, your Upad is transformed to Upadjiva Devata. So you abide in your nature as well as in something the upper rupena, something different from yours, which is Agantoga. Says so no in moksha you only abide in your own nature. There's no agantoga problem. Because your nature happens to be mukta, therefore there is no āgantukattvam. <laughs> Says Anandagiri in the last line: "Moksha se phalatvena prapta agantukatvena asada yuktam So, moksha se phalatvena prapta. If moksha is phalam, then naturally moksha is an event, is an outcome. The knowledge takes place, the outcome is liberation, that I was bound so far, and because of knowledge, now I am liberated. Moksha se phalatvena, prapta agantukatva So you think that, now the person is transformed into something else, so that would be the possibility of moksha, nirasartham in order to refute that, or remove that possibility, swashabdha. So nothing new happens, Even when a person gets liberated, he remains abiding in his own nature, that nothing, no transformation or no change, whatever happens. Not in the body, not in the mind, not in the sense organs, not in Atman, nowhere any change happens. Except in his knowledge change happens. So far, his drasti was different. His drashti changes. So far in his own drishti, in his own perception, he was a bound person. Now in his own perception, he sees that I am ever liberated. Not now liberated, ever liberated. So therefore, prapt agantukatva nirasartha svashabdha. Varsva, varsva is for nirasa, for eliminating the possibility that moksha may involve some transformation or some new happening or new coming, coming. On the other hand, your swa is interpreted as sva, if anavada, which would be meaningless, meaning would not convey anything new, would not convey anything. (coughs) So this is how we saw this sutra. Now next time we will only go to sutra number 8. So, uh, sankalbha, that would be the, that is where we should have started. But that's where we'll go now. And then we'll come back to this Andhikaranam after we go to the Prajapati Vidya. So, Sankalpada Uttasrudeh page 896 will be next time when we meet on Monday. (laughs) Om Purnamada Purnamidam Purnat de Purnasya Purnamadaya Purnameva Vashishyade Om Shanti 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 Shankaram Shankaracharyam Keshavam Bhadarayanam Sutra Bhashya Krutau Vande Bhagavanta Punappunah Ishwaro Guru Rātmedhi Murti Bheda Vibhāgine Vyomavadvyāpta Dehāya Dakshinā Murtaye Namaha Om Shanti Hari Om Shri Guru Bhavya Namaha Hari Om